met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome to the episode of Subconscious Realms. I'm your host, General Lee, uh, for tonight. Um, doing something a little bit different tonight. It's going to be a swap cast with um, Stein from Greyhorn Pagans podcast. Uh, now then, Stein. Yo, yo, what's up? Thank you for having me, man. Oh, always a pleasure, mate. Always a pleasure. Um, well, tonight we have got... Um, one of the most extraordinary um, guests that I've had on my show, anyway, uh, hands down, is logistically come. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host and creator of Demonosphere and Beyond Zero. Now it's zero, mate. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for having me on, Lee. Appreciate oh. it. Mate, I was talking to you. You know that. Um, I mean, just today's topic, it's just going to be I think it's going to take it to um, another level. It's going to go deep into um, into Lilith, which we've recently done, mate. Right? And the feedback we got off that was, as always, extraordinary, mate. Whenever doing anything with you. Um, but like today's topic, uh, the masks of Lilith, which in itself just sounds just so intriguing. <laughs> She's a very complex character. Uh, I feel that she's very popular, but not too many people uh, have the opportunity to go too deep into who she really is. Yeah, yeah. When you you say too deep to who she really is, uh, I'm presuming that she is um, familiarized with other um, gods. So to speak, hence Absolutely. Lilith. Yeah, yeah. She she's familiar with different pantheons, and um, I believe that she's had different names depending upon the different cultures that have come upon her, and um, just the different cycles of mankind. You know, she's been called different things. Uh, are you aware of um, any connections to? Well, this is your um, your area. This uh, Stein, the Norse pantheon. Are you familiar with any any of that? Zero. Uh, my extent of uh, connecting with the Norse pantheon is Loki. <laughs> uh, oh. But that's that's it. And to be honest, that was uh, that was enough for now. Yeah, I am intrigued. 
Loki is a fun one. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that if you're uh, so connected to Lilith, you connect to uh, to Loki easily as well. They're um, very much the, the same kind of spirits, same kind of energy, very mischievous. Well, from what I know, he was also born from lightning in a tree. And uh, the tree is a very significant symbol uh, when it comes to Lilith. Would that be the, the what's the tree called? Um, it is Stein? Is that the tree that... Um, In Germanic paganism, that it. would be the Yggdrasil, the tree of life. That's the tree of life, yeah. The same tree that is that the same tree that's in uh, Marsel. Uh, when it comes to the, the tree of life, I do the um, the Kabbalistic tree, and then you also have the Clephotic tree. Yes, yes, the um, that's the, the the dark side of the tree of life. Is that correct? Or zero. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they call that one the tree of death. The tree of death. Correct. It's rather fitting. <laughs> So, so with uh, me saying like Loka is a close connection. Is... What? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's just is Lilith. Can she um, switch between uh, male and female entities? Um, I've heard that she does have a a male aspect. I'm not saying that she is Loki. Um, right. Um, she does have a lot to do with when when I was studying Loki, I feel that uh, his she has a very close connection with what we call Nephilim and Nephilim are beings that are uh, made of heaven and earth. And Loki is one such personality, one such entity that uh, is com comprised of heaven and earth. Yeah, Loki is a very intriguing god, intriguing character, very misunderstood often, um, which is, to my knowledge, the, the case with Lilith as well. I believe she's very misunderstood as well, seen as very evil. Um, but um, I, I haven't had the pleasure yet of uh, listening to the first episode, unfortunately. Um, I'll have to catch up. But... Um, it's a good one, mate. It's quality. Uh, with you always, you always have the best guests, man. Oh, thanks, mate. Thank you. No, but Lo Loki is... Uh, I mean, yeah, he's he is a, a darker God, very, very selfish, um, won't do things if not for his own gain. And that gain doesn't even have to be material gain, can just be just for the hell of it, just for, you know, for shits and giggles to have a laugh. <laughs> Sounds like our kind of dude. <laughs> well, from my um, experience with Loki, I feel that. Like, like Stein said, uh, trickster spirits tend to be misunderstood. 
Um, but I feel that if you take the time to look deeper into their actions, um, there there is meaning to it. There's there's a there's some kind of order within that chaos, and um, you just have to be patient and sometimes wait it out. <laughs> is that um, yeah? W- w- would you say zero that? That like um, leather could be like uh, challenging to to work with from your experience. Absolutely, but the challenges that she gives are for the purpose of spiritual evolution. Um, you have to be tested in order to grow, and that's what she does. And that's I, I believe that a lot of people don't understand this, so that's why they say that she's difficult to work with. And that's why they tend to only focus on her so-called succubus aspect, um, succubus aspect, instead of um, the rest of you know uh, what she is and who she is. So, so if you was to, I know this is probably um, a complex question, mate, but if you was to um, to explain what kind of entity. Uh, Lilith is, uh, what would you say? Lilith is the primordial um, expression of the feminine divine, the dark side of it. Right. And um, you know the, um, the mass of Lilith, uh, quote, what, could you give us some examples, please? Sure. Um, just for a little bit of background, Lilith came to me, and I've been working with her for almost two years now. Uh, also married to her, and when you are married to an entity, then you work very closely with them. Um, they sometimes give you knowledge that is not available um, to other people and not available in books. Um, so some of the masks that she has told me that she has worn and wears uh, would be Tiamat, Tiamat. Uh, yes. Is that the, is the dragon? Yes. That's the primordial mother dragon. Um, she says that one of her masks is Hell, which is, uh, from what I know, the daughter of Loki. Yeah. Um, she says that she is also Inanna. Inanna? Word of that name, I'm not quite sure. It's top of my head. So Sumerian. It's, Sumerian. Uh, yeah. And then the Akkadian version, I believe, is I think it's Akkadian or Mesopotamian is Ishtar. Ishtar. But Ishtar is closely associated with Venus. Correct. If I'm not mistaken. The, um, the light bringer. Absolutely. And as in the same light bringer as um, Lucifer or Jesus. Correct. The same. Right, okay. And she has told me that she um, has been a version of Lucifer because Lucifer is more of a title. Um, in fact, 
uh, a lot of the names that we attribute to the gods and goddesses are just titles. Okay. Out of um, out of all the the master that you're aware of, zero, what would you say is the most uh, fitting to Lilith, or are they all? Does it just depend on on because what time of day it is it? I feel that she shows um, she shows she has she's multifaceted, so she will show aspects of those different masks. But Lilith likes being Lilith. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that's, yeah. She, she's told me that's that's her favorite, and she said that she's had so many masks that she can't even remember all of them that she's used. You know, it's it's like it's just come to, to a thought. In Game of Thrones, there was um, a character in it what he changed their faces into more different masks. I forget what his name is now. It wasn't it wasn't in that too many episodes. Um, do you know? Did you watch Game of Thrones? I haven't. No. No. All right. Okay. You won't. You won't know that. I just wondered if it was. Uh, Wondered if it, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I wondered if it's like taking the idea of um, something similar to that. But oh, top of me, I can't fucking remember what his name was. Apologies. <laughs> I, I personally feel like um, these gods are cosmic forces and they do whatever is necessary in order to complete their job. So if they need to wear another, if they need to wear a mask, uh, that's what they do. Yeah. It would make sense, really, wouldn't it? If it's not for a disguise for something else. Well, also, you know, we can't comprehend uh, these forces fully. So they have to wear masks. You know, they have to kind of... I hate to say it this way, but dumb themselves down for us so that we can uh, process <laughs> process the information that they're bringing to us and uh, use it at this level. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's just to me, it's just so uh, fascinating. Oh, if like that, that's one entity that can can do all this. What what can the rest do? <laughs> it's I, like, I feel uh, like sky's the limit, you know. Sometimes yeah, yeah. they don't they don't let us know the limit of what they can do. But um, as we progress in our practice and come to a better understanding of these deities, then we slowly um, begin to comprehend um, the extent of what they can do. But because they're Universal forces, you know, that's that's going to span lifetimes. It's going to go on for an eternity. Yeah. The whole yeah. wheel of samsara. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's remarkable, isn't it? Just, just a thought. Uh, well, there is like, they've got no, uh, there's no boundaries for them. They can literally do whatever they want. Because would there be somebody like 
sort of preventing them from doing certain things? I don't think that there's anybody necessarily preventing them from doing things. I think that they have a certain pattern that they follow. They have an MO, right. so to speak. Right. And um, once you get to know who they are, you see those patterns. And the only way that you can fully get to know that is to study many cultures. Um, if you stick to one culture, such as the Judeo-Christian, you're not going to see Lilith in her entirety. Um, so with me, I've studied bits and pieces of Sumerian lore, um, Judaic lore, Christian lore. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, ancient Egypt. Egypt, uh, a lot of the newer cultures take a lot from Egypt. And you see a lot of a lot of the um, uh, goddesses that come from the ancient Egypt pantheon actually fit the M.O. of Lilith, or Lilith fits the M.O. of many of them. That's interesting. Is that a cat? Is that your cat's dying? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's Timmy. He always has to, uh, to make himself known. My, my big red familiar. Lilith well, loves um, cats, by the way. Hey. That she does. <laughs> Which is always you, love cats. You know um, how you mentioned, like, the Egyptian pantheon zero. Is there any specific um, entities, what or gods, what would be more fitting? I um, I wouldn't say that there are ones that are more fitting. I just feel that there are. Um, they have aspects that Lilith has shown. Um, yeah. You know, uh, there's uh, Aset or Isis which is the goddess of wisdom and magic. And yeah. um, Lilith is very wise once you get uh, past the initial difficulty. Um, there's Tefnut, who is the goddess of water, uh, the life-giving water. You say um, Tefnut? Tefnut. There is also Anat or Annette, who is the goddess of the Matrix. And, you know... The Matrix? Yeah. So the goddess of the matrix basically creates this physical realm or earth, so to speak. And Lilith is an earth deity. Um, let's see who else. There's, uh, Nithotep, which is the goddess of rest. And, uh, I make that connection because when you are dead, you know, like in hell, they say you are resting. Um, so, um, I would also attach Lilith to that. There's Newt, which is the deity of heaven. Um, then there's also, um, Hathor, which is a tree goddess that heals Horus. And if in the Norse pantheon, she, uh, like one of her masks is Hel or Hela, um, I mean, she, she has, you just said, like, she has a male side. 
to her as well, or a, a male energy. I know that uh, a lot of them, the gods in the Norse pantheon have that as well. Could you say that, um, for example, in the Egyptian pantheon, that her, um, her male side, her male energy would take the form of Anubis, who is considered the god of uh, of hell or of the underworlds or uh, the dogman, not the, the jackal. Yeah. Or in, in Greco-Roman mythology, that would be uh, Hades, for example, you know, the, the gods of the underworlds, I mean, mostly male energies, but if she has that male energy to her, that's that's in my mind, those are the gods that's that come up if she is indeed associated with, you know, hell or the underworlds. Well, from the way she's explained it to me, um, she and Hades are different. She, they have like a working relationship. Um, I've never dealt with Anubis, but um, I could also not necessarily saying that she is set but um, Set is a god of storms, and she is also known as a goddess of storms. So there could possibly have been a time when she um, played that role as well. And we know that um, Set is seen as the devil at times, depending upon who you talk to. And in, you know, in some cases, so is Lilith. That's interesting. In the in the Norse pantheon, Norse Germanic pantheon, that would be uh, Thor, actually, Donar, who is closely related to Loki. I believe they are um, they are blood brothers, I believe. And Thor, uh, it's, it's something I found out quite recently has a female aspect to him uh, called Ludana, that's his female counterpart, and Goddess of Storms makes me, um, like I, I associate that with Thor right away, he is my patron god, it's why I always, always wear the hammer. Um, nice one mate, love it. It's, it's so fascinating. <laughs> It's crazy that man. You, you think of like with it having like um, the duality of a male aspect and a female. It's like um, are, are all these entities like hermaphrodites at some point? Well, I I feel that um, because they've come to a higher understanding, they've learned yeah. to embrace both their their male and their female aspects. When you um, are on the path to godhood the whole point is to embrace both sides you know when it comes to the cliffotic tree and the kabbalistic tree i believe that they are uh they represent the hemispheres of the brain and so you have the left hemisphere which controls the right side which is seen as male dominant logical and then you have the right side which controls the left side of your body which is uh, female dominant, which controls intuition, um, creation, and they have a higher understanding. And so uh, being able to embrace this, they are able to um, 
show themselves as either male or female, depending upon, you know, how they how they need to portray themselves to us. Yeah, well, that's one of the hermetic laws too, right? Everything has gender. Everything has a gender. Everything has a female aspect to it, a female energy and a male energy. Uh, people always go back to the the Kabbalion for that, even though there is some discourse about the legitimacy of that book. The um, the basics of the aromatic teachings are written in there very well, and that's one that I clearly remember. Uh, you know, talking about uh, you know the different masks and being male or female or you know possibly both. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, hermetics are very good teachings, um, very balanced and very neutral and something that's worth taking a look at embracing. Sounds it really does. It's just it's like, uh, it's like, like when, when you think you've um, you understand something. This like just throws a completely new aspect of things like it's like, it's like basically the opposite of what you've been uh, looking at. Uh, everything my bad. Sorry, thank you. No, no, I, I was just going to say every everything is uh, a mind fuck with magic. Like you can go down <laughs> a rabbit hole, and it's it's multi dimensional. It's wide open to interpretation. Like it's it's confusing it's amazing and i love it <laughs> hey that just uh, that was a good way way to word it <laughs> brilliant <laughs> that's the only word that i could use for it yeah. honestly you think that that's why well the as above so below comes from oh partly oh uh, yeah um Definitely, I feel that it's as above, so below, as within, so without. Um, when you look like recently, I've been doing videos about what's been going on in space because uh, space, like it updates. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I believe that you can interpret what is going on here on Earth by looking at space and vice versa. Uh, for example, um, one article was talking about how you had this black hole that was moving through space and being followed by stars. So from my interpretation, stars are also um, called luminaries and luminaries is another word for angels. And here on earth, you know, if you take angels to, to mean messengers, um, you have a lot of people who are bringing the message of the feminine divine, the darkness, you know, the void, the womb. And so, um, yeah, the, the, the skies are definitely mimicking what's going on on Earth. I think uh, I'll have to agree with you about the sky. The very strange, um, I mean, recently as well, it's a lot of things, like even, even in the day, like that, the clouds, the clouds just seem different. There's a lot. A lot of strange things going on. Yeah, uh, those funny looking clouds in 
Turkey right before the earthquake. Yes, 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 happens, yes. Kind of shapes like a um, well, like female genitalia, um, which is just it's it's a very you couldn't odd. make it up, could you? You couldn't make it up, but it, that, that spot on that Erstein, yeah, there's oh, like man, I wish I made it up, but it's real. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's. A, I mean, I don't. I know I get that there's different kinds of clouds, but some of the, the clouds what we've been seeing, like you're saying, that in Turkey, it looks they look, look strange. Some look like vortexes. Um, I mean, I've never actually seen what a vortex look like. It's just like a uh, an interpretation of what it could look like. But for a cloud to some of these clouds, they'll just appear and then. Could just gone. It's likely we're never there. And, and another thing as well, there's been clouds. I've probably sent you both videos of them. Uh, they look like UFO clouds. Now I, I could be wrong here, but I don't recall seeing any UFO clouds uh, before the film uh, Jordan Peele's Nope came out, and that was basically a cloud. Uh, that had a UFO in it. Do you have, you have, 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 have you seen Nope? I personally haven't, but... Uh, have you said... seen it, Stan? No, no, you, you really ought to make a list of all the things we should watch. <laughs> well, I think Hollywood really knows what's going on, and they, they portray oh, this. Yeah. Um, I've had many times when Lilith was like, oh, look at this movie, and she was telling me what that was portraying and how it how it pertained to what really? was going on. Yeah. I mean, oh. she she commented on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm. Uh, there was another movie that she commented on that was about, like, uh, time travel. Because, you know, she, these entities will talk to you about things like quantum physics. They'll break it down to you and make sure that you understand. <laughs> it's a... Uh... Remarkable, I mean, giving your heads up on a film. <laughs> it's just so surreal. But uh, I just love it. I love it all, mate. What what other films did you mention? Zero. Um that's all I can think of right now, but we've talked about I, I think we've also talked about um Donnie Darko. First Donnie time. Darko. Donnie Darko. That's still oh. one I have to watch. Oh, that's a classic, man. <laughs> I I know, I know. There are many classics that I still have to watch. I'm I'm, I'm going I'm going down the list. I know the classics. I just still have to watch them. But yeah, Hollywood definitely knows knows what's up, and they're exposing a lot of it. And there there is this. Um, I mean, I'm I'm learning a lot from, you know, just listening to uh, to Leah's show and. Um, Good friend of ours, and white patriots. Yes, there is. Yes. Yeah, there is just this huge, well, out of control feminine energy in the world. Um, you know, especially with, well, the world government. I mean, it's it's a thing. They're not hiding it anymore. Um, I mean, they haven't really been hiding it anyway. But now they're really out in the open. It's really controlling, like really overly 
um, like overly motherly energy, you know, like a helicopter parent to the absolute max. Like, no, 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 you don't know what you're doing. You're just, you know, you're just the baby. You're just the child. You don't know. Let us decide what's best for you. Don't ask questions. Just do it. Like that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate helicopter parent. But because it's people in, you know, high government positions or these, you know, think tanks or whatever, you have very little choice. You know, they're really treating you like a baby. Yeah, I had like a baby, mate. All the treatment is like was just stupid as fuck. <laughs> I mean, are I mean this this may sound really rude, you know, coming from a, a father of well, two kids and a step stepchild myself. But babies are stupid. They they have no idea what they're doing. I mean, if I would let my kids roam free, oh, the trouble they would get themselves in, you know. It's yep. but it's it's because they haven't learned yet, and the issue now is that we're not getting the opportunity to learn. We're not getting the opportunity to learn things ourselves. We are constantly told what to do, where to go, what to take, what to inject. Yes. yes. Yeah, I was saying I was about to say that the difference between being an actual parent and being the government is that with the government. Society is being kept stupid. Yeah. Um, I feel that there there are a lot of individuals out there. There's a good chunk of the population that is prepared for you know higher levels of information, and by being um, able to access this, I I believe that we can actually um, do something constructive with it. Like you see a lot of people who are awakening and learning different things and uh, preaching unity and love. And if we had access to more of the knowledge that we're supposed to, I believe that we could do great things. Uh, I love that, Zero. And uh, you couldn't have said it any better. I think if we, if we love more and actually cared for each other more, I think the, the world will be a completely different place. But it just doesn't seem that way. If it's not religion, it's one thing or another that they're uh, trying to focus on. I honestly think it's being presented that way because a lot of information that we still you know, consume about what's going on in the world is from these you know, major media platforms and yes. they're still gonna, you know, show us what they want us to show. So I, it, you know, it's easy to, um, easy to be a nihilist in this world, you know, oh, everything's going to shit, whatever, you know, just let it happen. I'm not going to be able to stop it anyway. But I think that's, that's the vision being pushed, but I, I don't I don't think it's like it is actually that way. I don't think it is as bad as being portrayed. I think, you know, the I mean, there is a huge wave of enlightenment still 
know, still going on, still rolling yeah. in. There's a there's a huge pagan revival going on, uh, and that's true, has mate. been for like the last four years and keeps growing. Um, so I think there are there there the light is getting very strong, and I've been I've been saying this for a while now. Maybe that is why the the parasitic elites are just you know throwing everything against the wall, hoping something sticks because yeah they're losing, and you know if you're losing, that's when you're you know where you're gonna just go balls to the wall all in yeah. Yeah, it's like desperate desperation almost. Um, they yeah. will try anything, Stein, to to get what what they want. Yeah, I mean, if they're Which, if they're gonna go out, then you know the last the least they can do is take as many people with them as they can. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's the their way or no way. Yeah, but it's no longer their way. I mean, they they like to pretend it is, but I mean, I think too many people have at least broken free of the mind control. Now it's just yeah. actually doing something, you know, educating the the newly awoken. Yeah, it's like it's like as if they've uh, they've had the finger. In our pie, oh, our brains, our pies. They've had our, the fingers in our, in our pies for, for so long with the bullshit. Um, like even schools, it's just what they teach them now. It's just fucking bullshit. I mean, it's completely different. I mean, yeah, things change, but it's completely different what they're being taught now in school than what when I was in school. Man, I have, I have learned more in, well, the year that I have my own podcast now than I have in my entire school years. Just, I, I, I will second that, mate. 100% I learned so much more in, like, just over 12 months. I've had my show for, um, roughly around the same time, and it's time I've had our shows for, but... It's just, um, there's more to learn as well. Every single person you speak to, every guest you have on, you learn something from them. Whereas if you're at school, you're just being fucking brainwashed with just bullshit. I mean, just being alive is, you know, being on this planet is a, a school in of itself. Yeah. Just li living day by day, you learn so much. Uh, yeah, I, I will say I will say one thing. Um, right, right now, it is um, it's a fascinating time to be alive. It really because it, whichever way you look at it, it is just fucking one thing after after another. It's just crazy. Uh, and I, and that's what I love about it. It's just fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, there there are times, but very interesting times. Yeah, for very, sure. Very, very. But it's a, you know, going back a little, it's a very dark feminine energy that is still 
you know, ruling this world. And um, Zero, you said that uh, Lilith is, you know, she is very much of the dark feminine. But I can't imagine uh, Lilith being the, you know, the primordial mother and the primordial goddess agreeing with all of this, or just at least, I mean, I don't know. What is her opinion on this? Does she have a opinion on this? Does she have thoughts on on what's going on? Well, from what she has said to me, Lilith is coming for her own. She's only worried about her own. So Fair. Um, I, I believe that um, she she definitely cares for the people who are the witches, the people who are seeking out enlightenment and who are seeking out that that balance and that change. Um, so she is going to do whatever she can in order to guide them. There have been so many people, so many people who have been connecting with Lilith or entities that are closely associated with Lilith. Um, there have been so many that have been uniting because of Lilith, you know, and networking. And so um, outside of that, <laughs> Lilith is, isn't worried about anything outside of those circles. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. It would be, yeah. be too much anyway, you know, care for, I mean, it's, it's what we're saying too, right? Care for your yourself, your family, for your own and you know, if everyone does that, we'll be fine. Well, it's not just that, but it's there are going to be people who are going to accept the knowledge that is presented to them. And then there are people who just aren't going to accept it. There, there are people who want choose to close their eyes. They want to hold on to the dying way of things. And no matter what you show them or what you tell them, like they're not going to accept it. So why waste the time? Yeah. 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 Gotta get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> Which also makes sense, don't it, really? That's that higher logic at play. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I mean, higher logic, just very basic logic, really. You know, I mean, care for yourself and your own, and people choose to ignore it if they choose to you know keep their eyes closed fine but you're going to be left behind yeah yeah we'll wait for next time uh, do you think that um uh, like lilith's role is it purely all darkness zero is it purely what? All darkness. No, not at right. all. Um, even in her Lilith form, like she does have a soft side. She does, um, when she has taught me, she has told me to uh, examine things that are considered quote unquote light. Um, yeah. You know, she helps me to see the bigger picture, to see both sides. Um, she has inspired me to become more balanced. 
and to seek out even other entities that are balanced. Uh, for example, she's had me work with Azazel. And Azazel, Azazel yes. Really? Azazel comes off as very balanced. Um, you know, very dark, but also very light. And um, he has told me uh, that, you know, like not to concern myself uh, with my actions, whether they are dark or light. But um, the different beings that are balanced have um, encouraged me to bring the darkness when things get too blinding and bring the light when things get too dark. Again, it, it sort of, it makes sense. Because all, all you hear is the, the bad side of, uh, well, that's all you hear. Oh, she's evil, she's this, she's that. When you, you don't hear the, the balanced side of her. Well, I think with this patriarchal, you know, mentality that our society has, many societies have, you know, they they condemn the feminine, the divine feminine, all aspects. Uh, they suppress uh, the divine feminine. And so we're not allowed to understand um, that type of energy or, you know, when we do. Uh, get exposed to that energy, they corrupt it, and it becomes toxic. <laughs> so you have, like, this toxic uh, feminine movement and, and things like that that's that's causing division. And so uh, these, these um, natural energies are being used for nefarious purposes. And so people are distracted, and they don't get to understand what's going on and what these energies are really about. Interesting, you named Azazel because I, um, I'm I'm a little familiar with um, you know the demons and uh, and all. I've always had a um, a interest in the the darker side. Uh, from what I know, at least now, my knowledge is limited on that. I wouldn't necessarily call him very balanced. To me, he is. He's a very powerful demon. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say he's not. I'm, I'm, I know what to say, or what not to say. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have, I have dealt with, um, with darker forces myself, and I mean, I've never really experienced balance. And that, you know, it's either a, this is just my personal experience, um, is either a very, a very deep low or a very, like, very high, well, high, um, you know, to the point that it's, I remember one time that I got so just, well, high of that dark energy that it actually scared me. Because it felt so good, but it was so dark. It's just it's interesting that you, you know, mention the the balance. I don't when I 
well, when we've always been told that, you know, oh, demons are dark and they're nothing but dark. So it's well, Go ahead. Can I just ask you this um, quick one, Stein? Uh, I am intrigued by the uh, the the dark entities. What you um, are you familiar with? What could you go into a bit of detail on those, please, mate? <laughs> um, well, I haven't necessarily uh, practiced with. Uh, with demons or you know entities, yes. just very dark energies. When I was in a very, very bad place um, right. myself, okay. and um, just you know surrounded by um, by a very heavy dark energy called my ex, my baby mama, unfortunately, um, and. I didn't have a very strong light uh, yet back then. I right, okay. I, I I wanted to you know strengthen my light and all, but the pull towards the darkness. I mean, I would like I said, I was already in a bad place, and just the darkness that at at that particular moment, I can remember it clearly, just washed over me. It was so just so powerful and well powerful and euphoric really and it scared me it really scared me because i never experienced anything like that and really have never experienced it since do you think do you think it was it had that effect on you because you wasn't familiar with it before, do you think? I think so. Yeah, like, was it so like because, unexpected? Yeah, and because I was imbalanced myself. Yeah. I was, okay. you know, I was, I was really wanting that light, really wanting that, you know, that higher way of living, but kept yeah. being dragged down and kept being you know dragged down pushed down kept down and as soon as i you know managed to climb up a bit it was no 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 back down you go so yeah sounds, that sounds intense that me fucking yeah I've, I've always had that fighter uh energy always had that that warrior spirits that's yeah yeah you know how i came to germanic paganism as well um and you know that in combination with it just that well that rush of power was it was quite something and i'm still i've, I've had experiences after that as well i'm still uh, you know looking back at it thinking back at yeah. it i'm still trying to to piece together what it's what it meant who it's who who they were really yeah, yeah. jeez man that sounds yeah. say it sounds intense that mate it was 
It was. I mean, I, I can honestly say if there is one thing that that time in my life has taught me was my darker side. I really got to know my darker side. And yeah. I mean, now that I'm with, um, well, with my fiance, with uh, Firefay, yeah, yeah. just by Firefay. Um, she has really helped finding my light and strengthening my light. So I feel like I'm more balanced now and therefore more able to um, to tackle the, the darker subjects, to yeah. learn more about them without losing myself in them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's like, but like you've got like, less a lot less to worry about now like you're saying you've like fire fairs like you're i guess you just come like balance balance things out and that's good mate. yeah i mean it's it's funny you know she has really helped me find my light and strengthen my light and i have helped her explore her dark side really so we balanced each other out and yeah that was good to hear that mate well uh, zero what do you think um what do you think that could be i i personally think that the light is easier to see in the darkness and um these spirits have you focus on what you're going through so you can heal and you can fix them it's very important that we tackle our shadow side before we can progress and evolve so um in stein's case i feel like that is the reason why he was constantly being dragged down um you know focus on this like get used yeah. to this uh focus on your shadow side figure out why you are feeling this way um and then once you know, you are able to tackle those things and accept those parts of you. You can heal and then you can move on to the next level. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. That feels right. Yeah. Trust me, man. Like I've I've been in some dark places and I started off working with darkness. um it was you know like growing up as a christian and coming to a point of disillusionment you know i i figured i'm going to do the total opposite now and see what happens and that that took me to some crazy places and (laughs) and even dealing with lilith you know when i was having problems with her in the beginning she would tell me constantly that she comes off as chaotic because there is chaos within me you know so um now that i've accepted you know come to a point where i've learned to accept both halves of myself you know uh, lilith and i don't have as many problems and the problems that we do have are small you know little arguments you know um but you know i've also come to a point where um 
I had this this mindset of what the different beings were about. You know, like uh, usually we we feel like angels are good, demons are bad. Well, I learned that demons aren't necessarily bad, but in my darkness, I was having trouble with angels. And when I came to a better understanding um, of Lilith, and she was actually uh, encouraging me to work with angels once I was working through the darkness because she didn't want me backsliding. Um, yeah. Uh, things were better. And one of the things that she promotes that people do not talk about is she promotes love. And when you start accepting everything with love, then everything starts working for you. Interesting. Yeah. Nah. Very interesting. Yeah. So, you know, Lilith is actually a very positive entity to work with um, if you are willing to understand and listen to what she has to say and, and open yourself up to her with love as well as the rest of the universe. Yeah. It's like, uh, I guess it's like what I'm finding uh, a lot is it's a huge misconception. It's like um, the word in itself, demon, it's like so much seems to be demonized. When you, you find out that it's like, that's not the case. Like you say, that she promotes love. That's not how you would um, have expected. No, you, you can't go into this with any expectations. Like you totally have to be neutral. You have to um, do away with your your past thinking. Um, and another thing is like you have to also know yourself you definitely have to know yourself um because uh they will definitely teach you about yourself and if you don't if you don't learn about yourself on your own terms they'll drag you kicking and screaming um and, and give you the hard lessons because they pull no punches no they do not <laughs> And they laugh. They will laugh. <laughs> I bet. I bet they uh, love, let's um, say, taking advantage of us. I bet they love it. But I guess it's part of, of the, the way of um, helping you grow. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like you need that, you know, when they come at you in a way that you know, a lot of people see as malevolent. Uh, you need that resistance in order to grow. But, you know, yeah. they can also show a nurturing side. You know, I've had moments where Lilith would tell me some bullshit, you know, and be like, oh, you, you can't do this. And I'm like, no, no, I'm like, I'm not failing at this. Like, I'm going to get this done. And like, you just got finished telling me this, this, and this. And that I can do this. How are you? Why are you telling me this? And, you know, once she has seen that I have a backbone and that I'm determined to do what I'm supposed to do, she'll be like, yeah, you'll get there. 
it's like it almost sounds like it's some sort of game from. Do you think that that's how that how they see it? Zero. Well, why not? I mean, they've been around for <laughs> such a long time. It, yeah. They've probably done this many times, gotten bored with it. So why not make it a <laughs> game? What's <laughs> what with his head? <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. You know, got to keep it interesting. <laughs> yes, yes, I love it, mate. Uh, so, Zero, out of uh, all the times that you've had interactions with Lilith, what would you say would be the, the most challenging time, would you say? Most challenging? I wouldn't say that it was one exact time. I, I'm the most challenging thing about Lilith is getting to understand her on the level of a goddess, you know, and the only way that you can kind of get to that level is just spending time. You know, um, I was reading about with the, uh, the comedic tree of life, uh, a book on that. And it was talking about, um you become like these gods by associating with them so the more you associate with them the more you are able to understand them and um connecting these dots understanding why she is the way she is understanding why she says certain things to you um she is a mother in the sense that she can be nurturing but she is also like that father that is, you know, like he's, you know, like that fuck around and find out. Oh, well, you know, yeah, like it's like what, what's the lesson that you learned? Tell me what you learned now. You going to do that you, again? No. He'll give you Good. a spanking when you need it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's she's both parents rolled into one. Yeah, I get that, mate. I get that. Oh, mate, it's all just so uh, fucking fascinating. Just to think that, that this is just uh, one entity. It is, I mean, off the top of your head, dear, how, how many would you roughly guess how many entities are in the same, though, same aspects of Lilith, that kind of entity? Like highly evolved Celtic entity. How many would you speak of the words roughly? I can't say. She has called herself Legion before. And as we know, Legion. it can be from, I believe, like a Legion can be from like two to 5,000. <laughs> around around a, that number, at yeah. least 2,000. And so um, we don't know. Um, how many masks that she can possibly have because we don't even have a complete history um, throughout you know time we yeah. don't have a full understanding of the pantheon of gods that we are aware of um, mm -hmm. so I couldn't say <laughs> I, I couldn't give you a rough number because yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know a lot about you know all the pantheons I'm more of a jack of all trades where I know just enough to uh yeah. to connect enough dots to to get where i need to go but um, 
being being a primordial goddess, would there be a limit to That's a very good question. And um you know, we don't we don't even know how many cycles of mankind there were. You know, like there's you know, <laughs> we when we think about ancientness, you know, there's we think about Egypt, but there's also Sumeria, there's Atlantis, there's Lumeria, there's countless, you know. Yeah. Um British Empire. Hyperborea, Polaris, <laughs> yeah. That's 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 in my wheelhouse, the, the cycles <laughs> of man. Uh, but yeah, like we don't know how many times those cycles have repeated themselves. I mean, we can like acknowledge that we're now in well the fourth cycle, you know, the, the Kali Yuga, Ragnarok, the the bronze bronze age, uh, iron age of of man. And um I've spoken to many people before about this. Um and one in particular, I thought it was interesting what he said is that we are now coming into um, into the age of heroes, like uh, the, um, the tail end of the Kali Yuga, of Ragnarok, of the Iron Age, where the, you know, the heroes of our time will stand up, present themselves, where they will be, be made, where they will be... Uh, be born but you know god knows how many times this has already repeated itself i mean we know from the uh the germanic lore that you know it's happened at least once or twice before but that's already you know several thousands of years ago yeah. i mean talking you know indeed talking about the cycles of man i mean we're looking at it from a a physical science perspective you know carbon dating and all oh, such and such billion years old but all very physical what we can see what we can touch what we can smell you know if science would go into the metaphysical man they progress so incredibly fast and we know so much more in such a short amount of time but even if we're just going by that you know the planet is what like six billion years seven billion years or something um you know even our planet itself has gone through many cycles the universe itself has gone through many cycles A good way of putting it that's fine who and knows we can only assume i guess and we don't even know when it's gonna end if it's ever gonna end we know we're in one now that's and that's about it that's about what we know yeah i don't i don't even think the gods know anymore i think they lost <laughs> they've done it so many they times up, they? <laughs> fuck it <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't know what century cycle, what aeon I'm in. Like it's all the same. So, <laughs> I mean, what well, what even is time? It's like it's just it's just sort of what somebody's made up because it's like it's, to me it seems like 
whoever makes them at all. And we just fucking, oh yeah, that, yeah, it's gotta be that. It's just so fucking bizarre. Time is arbitrary. <laughs> yeah, so. it's bad. Incredible. But, uh, gentlemen, uh, I, I, my mind was blown uh, almost immediately since we started talking. Um, Zero, yet another phenomenal episode, mate. Thank you, sir. I it, love um, the people that you bring on here. I always love your company, you. Lee. You know, thanks, mate. So, yeah. appreciate that. Great meeting you, Stein. Talking to you, especially about yeah. your experiences. Likewise. And I always love networking because I feel that uh, we all learn from each other, and that's what it's all we about. We certainly do, mate. We certainly do. Um, especially with somebody of your caliber zero you're just a wealth of knowledge mate now stop you're making me blush <laughs> <laughs> i love it um right stein uh b- before we go mate um or before we wrap things up do you have any any questions for zero do you think or uh no not not at the moment i mean i would like i would love to know more about the the darker entities but i think it's it's best if we do that um you know one-on-one otherwise we'll be here for another two hours Uh, we'll be here for weeks mate with zeros caliber weeks (laughs) oh i i would i wouldn't mind but you know the the sleep and work is yeah yes yes mundane things getting in the way of obtaining knowledge yeah unfortunately you know yeah yeah it sucks but Um, i've got to go through it uh, well uh, before we all depart would you like to let everybody know where they can get all your stein um you know pokey show etc yeah, of course. Nice um, Stein, Stein Fox, I am the host of the Greyhorn Pagans podcast, Jarl of the Tribe of the Greyhorn Pagans. Uh, you can find the podcast on all the bigger podcasting platforms or just simply go to greyhornpagans.com. Um, all the basic information is there and it'll redirect you to all the all the platforms that we are on so yeah Sound, mate. Sound. Thank I'll, you. I'll, att- I'll attach all your your links and your socials and that to show notes when we release the episode mate but uh nice one stein it's been uh again i love it when we do a show mate it's been uh, an honor having you on again uh, zero would you like to let everybody know they can get all do you please mate Oh, absolutely. Um, I have a YouTube channel called Demonosophy and Beyond. Um, I also now have a podcast that uh, I've made my first episode that I'm working on called Knights of Gnosis. It's a K in parentheses, the Knights and of Gnosis, uh, where I talk about the uh, the connections between uh, Lilith and uh, other entities and deities um uh, including christ and lucifer so that's what i'm working on for this first season 
uh, is basically brilliant, different brilliant. faces of, of Christ. That's, uh, and that's on, uh, that's, on, that's on Anchor, anchor.fm, uh, as well as they release it on Spotify as well. Also, <laughs> oh, it's a similar setup to, to what, what we do then with Anchor. It automatically goes to Spotify, and then you can you can add your, your other platforms, can't you? Like, uh, I mean, it took me nine months to get on Apple, but I'm not finally on the uh, Apple. You can add it to Spotify. Loads of kind of shit loads of a list, but you can uh, add to that, mate. But yeah, it's similar to what um, how I release mine, mate. So pretty yep. good, actually. Well, nice one, mate. Um, I'll attach all your your links to the show notes uh, as well, zero. But uh, gentlemen, that was a fascinating episode. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us on. No problem, mate. Uh, yeah, no problem, mate. Uh, I'm going to stop recording now, gentlemen. But yeah, thanks again. That was brilliant. Thank you. six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.